Welcome everyone to this week's episode on Inquisitor's Odyssey. We're your hosts, Sam and Tawanda. Today we're exploring the somewhat widespread idea that this current generation is a snowflake generation, which I assume is meant to be portraying the generation as mentally weak. I have a feeling a lot of people have heard of this phrase before at some point, but Eddie, if you don't mind explaining what it actually means. So the idea of the snowflake generation is, it's a new idea. It's basically talking about how millennials are seen as being a soft and less resilient generation. Like we're more prone to taking offense than previous generations. That's the general idea. And yeah, the question is, are we getting soft? I think every generation is probably a snowflake generation when it's compared to the previous generation. The previous generation kind of tries its best to overcome these problems and make their children's lives better. So they end up getting more coddled than their parents. So I think it's nothing new, but obviously, yeah, this generation has become soft. I get what you mean there. So George Carlin has a sketch on that when he talked about how it's the language that we use has become softer, right? And he was comparing. He said back in, let's say after World War II, when someone came back from war, like what we call PTSD today, he said back then it was called shell shock, right? And he said, you know, he just saying it like it is you know this person is in shock from what they've seen and then in the 70s and 80s they started to call it battle fatigue which is it's more syllables you know it sounds more it doesn't sound as bad as shell shock you know it's like someone was shell shocked and you say they've got battle fatigue you know it sounds like something better and then now it's post-traumatic stress disorder right and i think that's what he was trying to highlight which is just this gradual softening if you'd like to call it that of the generations and yeah i think obviously if you've overcome some kind of hardship you're gonna try to make sure that your children don't have to go through that right yeah exactly and i think george carlin's piece was uh, a little comedic i think i saw the video as well but it kind of tried to include more people into it because I personally think shell shock sounds more serious, yeah, but then it's more like connected to war and stuff, but it seems like people can get PTSD or shell shock even though they haven't been to war, so it would be kind of weird to say this 14 year old kid is shell shocked, it would be kind of weird to, I think the term was trying to be more inclusive instead of um, soft. Yeah, that's true. I guess if you're talking about shell shock, it's probably related to more related to war than just general. And some people can argue that we've become more aware of, you know, these psychological conditions. And while people might say, oh, the snowflake generation, you know, they can't deal with, let's say, having their feelings hurt, it's we're in a place where we understand better let's say the effects that psychological trauma can have on a person especially in the long term so back then it may have been considered that you know you go to war you see people dying and stuff that's the only way you get this psychological scarring but now we're saying maybe people can be psychologically damaged from things that were taken so for granted back then like i don't know being beaten exactly so like even the generation before it would think like you know we saw people die and we're stressed and you guys are stressed over this i'm sure they'll say that yeah and you could say sure you saw people dying but maybe your interpretation of that is like if that was normal in the world that you were living in then maybe the normal for this that's a better world which maybe came as a result of them trying to make it 
less stressful for us like us not having to overcome all those challenges that they had to and yeah we live in a better world where now we get to like you get to be offended by someone saying something that you don't like like i feel like that's kind of a privilege true yeah i guess the problems are different throughout the generations maybe during that time yeah compared to what they experienced somebody insulting them or somebody saying racial slurs it's not it's nothing new it's like they've gone through worse so they would think it's fine but then as they grow up and their kids grow up in an environment where maybe they haven't experienced that at all when they do experience it it's it's going to be much more harder for them to deal with as compared to somebody who's gone through worse and i think it's a little bit weird for people to expect other people to react the same way as they do to some to something that they have different levels of experience of you can't if some if a, if a kid falls and scratches his knees you can't blame him for crying like he hasn't it's like maybe his first time falling it's painful like as compared to somebody who's fallen and gotten up so many times you can't really see them and be like oh such a wuss you can't really say that but can't you blame that on you could say that parents are not just parents but just society in general is trying harder to shelter kids more now than they did in the past like i don't know about you okay like at what age did your parents allow you to just roam around freely like leave the house leave like go let's say not even just for going to school but walking around the neighborhood going to the store on your own or something well i guess most of the time it would be involved like they tell me they, they might send me to the store to buy stuff and that was i don't know maybe around 11 10 i think by that time i think yeah, i was going to the store i mean it's it's weird cuz i mean the store is like right there it's not that far uh, <laughs> but i would go outside um by 13 14 I, i would go to my friend's house like that's a few blocks away and so the thing was it was different for my sister actually so that's a whole other thing i think they were more fine with me going out than as compared to my sister and i think i was i was, was kind of young i don't know what about for you like I, maybe i could reference my yeah age with yours for me it was actually pretty early i lived in a, a gated community so it was a protected place you know there were guards and everything but i think i started leaving that place when well i think i was 7 when there was one day when my dad didn't come get me from school and my school was pretty far and i walked home on my own cuz i was bored then when he found out that i walked home on my own he was like and i was 7 that time and i was like dude you're good so after that there was very little regulation about my movement there were times when like i know in zim when you're having elections or something it's like everything is just kind of buzzing so that period they would probably say stay close to the house and you know just don't go without at least giving a hint as to where you're going but in terms of being regulated but i can say even with my younger sister there was a, a difference i don't know if i can say that's because she's younger and it's a younger generation or she's a girl i don't know if i can say that yeah maybe you could say both probably both yeah cuz my sister was much older than me i think that was more concern because i mean we didn't live in a gated community we were just you go outside the door it's it's the real world out there like no guards no nothing i mean it was the you real world out. for me too <laughs> yeah i mean i'm sure it's the real world but it's like it's it's like a gated version of the world you know where there are guards to protect you and stuff i mean i guess in that way you were kind of called old as <laughs> but when we did go out it's like yeah it might be a 
homeless person just right outside like a, there might be a drunk guy walking around and yeah I can understand the concern as well and especially if your sister is younger than you yeah she's probably gonna get more attention like in terms of protection like you don't, you don't want her to just roam outside all by herself because yeah obviously there's really bad people out there so but I'm not sure if the previous generation was more free I'm not sure if that's what you're trying to say they, they were more free to go out and like do whatever yeah well I wouldn't exactly know I remember watching this talk um, I'm forgetting the guy's name he was giving a talk at university was it Stanford or something and he was basically talking about this topic about let's say saying ah uh, is this generation softer than previous generations and he asked the people in the crowd to raise their hands to say the age that they were allowed to roam around freely in their neighborhoods and to just go out without saying where they were going and the trend there was people from 80s and before they kind of went out alone freely at maybe six five six seven years they could actually just roam around and then there were a few undergrad students there in the audience and most of them were saying like 11 12 13 that's when they could roam around freely and he was just saying that plays a part in how you learn to deal with having to stand up let's say on your own from a very young age and also just let's say the impression that you're being given by your parents as in if you're 11 12 and they're still saying oh you have to stay outside you kind of get the impression that well the outside world must be pretty dangerous if you know they have to, if i have to be kept inside i think it is though and for the parents let's say you said the, the parents that were born in the 80s or something they said they were allowed to go out seven five six seven right yeah and i think a parent's experience like as a human kind of shapes the way they raise their children as well so one might say one might be just me but one might say that since they were able to just go out at seven or six they might have experienced and seen how the world probably isn't that fun for seven or six year old guy to just go out and explore maybe they've seen and experienced things that they didn't want to as kids because they were able to just go out just meet some random strangers on the street i don't know and if they've experienced something bad in their life at that age then yeah you're gonna probably be more aware of your kids circle or where they go when they go out at what age they that you think they might be able to handle that kind of stress so yeah i mean kidnappings are things like they're not they're not gone even today or they're probably worse when seven-year-old kids could just roam around so i can understand the concern i can also see that they might be getting caught in it but i think there's a middle ground somewhere yeah but here's the thing one thing that guy mentioned in that talk is he said the media has played a, a big part in this overall fear that now people have because he mentioned one particular case well this applies in the usa but he said that there were i think two high profile kidnappings of kids in the 80s and they said at some point i think it was with the second one the major tv stations had 24-hour broadcasts of keeping track you know they're like oh has he been found you know following the investigation and everything and he was like that played a big part in people in the way people viewed that because to them it wasn't now just oh there was one kid who got kidnapped and you know it's like we're not completely ruling out these things you know these things do happen but they seemed to be more prominent because now we've got this media that blows up these things so much that it's like yeah sure one person was kidnapped but 
let's not make it seem like there's a there's a kidnapping spree going on like someone is basically trying to clear out all the kids it's yeah here and there and sometimes you find that even with the best attempt to shield kids you know like some dude just shows up by the school and where you can't really be there i mean if i was not like i wanted to kidnap a kid or something but i feel like the most ideal place to go look for one would be at a school true yeah i was gonna say the media also kind of plays a part but speaking from my experience i was just thinking at that time back home yeah maybe if you're talking about like the tv news broadcasting the kidnappings yeah maybe but at that time when i was really when i was that young i don't think there was widespread like social media like facebook i mean it could have been radio yeah i just couldn't imagine my parents just sitting down listening to the radio about a kidnapping or something in ethiopia it's like i personally think my mother was concerned about me or my sister about going out it was more about probably what she even heard from her friends as well not just social media but i know media also plays a part but wherever you get the information whether it's the tv news broadcasting for 24 hours or your close friend's son or daughter getting kidnapped it yeah it leaves a mark on you you try you obviously put yourself in their position and you see your child in that position and you're like no that's not gonna happen so i can understand the concern as well but definitely now the way social media is set up you know qanon talking about the <laughs> pedophilia rings and stuff it's i don't know that will mess up your parenting strategy because if you obviously if you if you're really believing that there's a, like a pedophilia ring in the restaurant i mean was it a restaurant some guy uh it's hard to keep track of qanon but yeah there's a lot there i mean they said they're eating babies or something yeah i don't know man if <laughs> when that gets widespread yeah that's gonna cause some problems but i think personally from my experience i don't think my parents were concerned about us going outside because of what they heard from the news or something it could have been an experience that their close friends had or i don't know just you hear about things not uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be the tv or the radio i'm sure you hear about things imagine what happens with us we're the generation that grew up watching stranger things like a kid gets kidnapped every season but i don't know so for you when you actually started going out did you find that the world outside wasn't good did you feel like you were not like it's hostile because i do feel like i remember it was Neil deGrasse Tyson he said when they were young they used to be told oh hey you know sticks and stones may break my bones but words can never hurt me you know it was like a thing that they were constantly repeating and it seems like now we're not really paying attention to such let's call it ancient wisdom like now if I go out and some kid out there calls me fat or something I'm gonna be upset and I'm gonna act like this person has just shattered the very fabric of my existence yeah i mean it's not a nice thing for you to say to someone but maybe it's not the end of the world so i think for me when i when i started going out it wasn't hostile but i was i was probably more aware of what was going on like i didn't just go out thinking like yeah i'm fine like i can do whatever i want it's like i i was more cautious about who I was getting near to like if if there's some drunk guy over there or somebody I didn't want to get close to it's like I know I was careful but I mean yeah it's not just going out on my own I was one time the school bus drops us off it's kind of like a little far from the house like so we could we, it's not too far but then we just walk to the house so even in that gap I met some delinquents say that we're looking to hassle me for money and i was like what is this seriously happening like <laughs> and let me hold a dollar what 
Wait, you never watched Everybody Hates Chris? I know, I know it, but I can't really connect. I don't remember any episode. Yeah, some guys in the neighborhood used to always ask him. They'll be like, "Let me hold a dollar," but that was basically them robbing him. Oh, oh I see, I see. No, yeah. like they they just were kind of following me, talking to me, and. You know, I, I played it cool. I was just, I just answered their questions like, mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, they're like, where do you go to school? So, uh, like, I was sure. Like, I, I just played it off. I, I just kept walking. I was just talking to them. And, and they just started asking me for money. And at some point, they just stopped me. And I was like, what? Like, I'm a student. I don't have any money. Just leave me alone. And yeah, um, it, was, it was a weird experience. But I'm sure that wasn't something that I was ready for <laughs> like that was I mean that was the first time I was expecting it uh, the, uh, that I experienced it so it can be bad like I, I have experienced something I would say it's a negative experience and I mean they even saw me go to the house like <laughs> so they, they knew they knew where I live they're just in the neighborhood so yeah I had similar experiences too because Yes, I did live in a gated community, but only until I was nine. And even then, we used to go outside the compound, we'd go far. And yeah, you do meet those undesirables. And sometimes they harass you. Sometimes they think they're being friendly when they're just being creepy. And I get it can be overwhelming for a kid, but I feel like what happens when you don't learn to deal with those kind of people? when you're a kid like obviously you're not gonna you know tell those people to get out of here you know you're not gonna stand up to them or something but at least you made aware of the fact that these people exist they're out there and then when you're old and you meet those people you might know that they're not harmful sometimes at least most of the time they're not really trying to they're not gonna beat you up or anything but like you said, they're gonna just hound you for money or something, and... No, I really felt like they could've hurt me, because I, w- I, I was, uh, like, I was more, I would say, either sympathetic or just shit-scared. <laughs> so, they just asked me about football, whether I play football and stuff like that, and they just, they, they're like, okay, if you don't have money, then can you just give me some shoes? I felt that I felt like oh, that's sad. I mean, I I, I can do that. <laughs> it's like it's either like, oh yeah, I can do that, or okay, don't beat me up. I'm gonna give you some shoes. So, <laughs> so I literally went into the house and then I had some old cleats that I had and I just gave it to them. Oh, you actually gave, gave them? them? Yeah, I actually gave it. To them. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but it was like, wait, if I remember correctly didn't go out immediately I, I just I just collected myself I was like am I, am I gonna do this because I know every time I go out I come back from school I'm gonna I'm gonna use the same path they're gonna be there so if I just ditch them now I'm just gonna make them more angry so my best way to deal with them was I had an old cleats I wasn't using it they were in need some, they were in need of some shoes it's like I can I can, I can help them so, I just I just gave it to them. If you've ever been to like a zoo or a national park, I'm pretty sure you've seen the signs that say "Don't feed the animals." Like, no offense That's to these people, harsh. but I mean, the point is that you give them once, you kind of you're already telling them that, oh hey, if you push me enough, I will crack. I will give you what you want. And I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, but that's kind of snowflake behavior. <laughs> they said thank you, dude. They weren't like, oh really? Oh, we can take advantage of this guy. But like, they weren't like pushing me around, hassling me, like, hey, like, give me money. Like, they weren't like beating me up or anything at that point. We just talked about it. They they didn't threaten me with, to give them shoes. They just talked to me about playing soccer and stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I play soccer. Like, yeah, it was like. Give us, give us, give me like a shoe that I can use to play soccer. Like, cause I play soccer around here. It's like, it's in the dirt. Like, I, I want, I want, I want some shoes. And then I was like, okay, cool, fine. They just let me go. And then I went and I 
just gave to them it's like thank you like yeah. and i would say it was wrong of them to do that like to stop me from going home and then ask me like that because they they felt like they could but yeah maybe like i said maybe i was just shit scared that i was, that was like let me just give it to them but considering the alternative that i would probably come across these people again it was like it was probably better that i just do this and then the next time they ask me i'm like no nah, just i gave you that that's it that's all i have like that's all like i'm done so instead of ditching them and then next time i use that path to go back home even maybe with my sister from school i yeah. don't want to get in a situation where they start being aggressive or something like that yeah i don't know how maybe 11 year old me would have reacted to that situation i feel like you're actually brave for going back out there like yeah i would be scared that i'm gonna meet them next time but i don't think i would have gone out again because you don't really know some people are just yeah they're gonna beg and everything then they're not gonna get violent with you i'm like why would you get violent with a kid but yeah there are those kind of people out there but for me it feels kind of weird because even knowing that you know there are these kind of people in the world now like you're saying maybe parents are more trying to keep their kids sheltered in the real world but they kind of let them loose on the internet though like you've got 9 10 11 year olds already on facebook twitter instagram and yeah there are some undesirables there too imagine growing up with qanon yeah i don't know about parents that just let people th- their kids on social media like that i mean especially preteens because they're not even allowed there like you have to be 13 to get an account right yeah and i suppose they just think it's not that serious it's just the phone it's like it's just the internet but that's also something that is a generational thing where the parents haven't experienced the internet in all its glory so they don't really know about it they're more oblivious to that but the things they do know about like rounding the corner meeting a crook they might be more careful to let their kids out but if they haven't experienced these QAnon guys spreading their conspiracy theories or other people just spewing all their nonsense and you know that affects you so since they don't know that they haven't experienced that I can't really blame them but when they say you know like not 13 just don't go on there if they're preteens just don't like at least at least yeah i i understand that if they i guess they can only try to protect you from the dangers that they know about and probably they know that experience of being followed home or something by some creepy person all too well so they're gonna be more vigilant and trying to protect you from that than you know some person on the internet but then it doesn't always have to be those terrible people on the internet because you can on some level regulate who can comment on your especially like who's gonna unless you've got a ton of followers or whatever or friends most of the people are going to be able to comment on whatever you post and talk to you uh, at least going to be people you know if you're keeping track of that and but what also happens when even the people you know like yeah you could be bullied by people from school or something it doesn't have to be some adult who's trying to get you to give well if it's on the internet maybe they're like a pedophile or something but what happens when it's a classmate who's bullying you and it just it doesn't stop as soon as you leave the school it's on the internet they follow you they commenting mean stuff on your pictures and everything and you're not really equipped to deal with that partly because you're young but also partly if you've been sheltered like you probably have a very let's say a rosy view of people and the world yeah true i think if you haven't experienced it before yeah it would be difficult for you but i don't know if parents sit down and think about the time when their kids should be experienced in bullying so yeah there's i think something in them something as a parent that just doesn't want their 
to experience bad stuff. You're not gonna be like, this kid has to get bullied so he can get tough. I know some parents actually do say that, and they're kind of right, but I don't expect all parents to be like, yeah, like, when is this kid gonna get bullied so he can grow up, or, you know, just man up, or something like that. But it is worse, definitely, when you've been coddled your whole life, and as an adult, somebody insults you and you start crying or something, you'd be like, that's, that's, that's more, I think, a bit more embarrassing than just, you know, getting over it at a younger age. But yeah, I do think, you know, as it's a very common saying that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And in a sense, I don't want to say forgotten that, but yeah, sure. If I would understand a parent who thinks that, you know, at some point a child gets bullied and because especially if you've been in boarding school, I was in boarding school and there is a lot of that going on and you adjust to it. It's like at some point if you're facing up against someone who's physically superior to you and they kind of want to just, I don't want to say see you suffer, but in a way, yeah. And you have two ways of processing that, right? You can shrink back into your shell and just say, well, this is who I am. I'm weak. You know, people are always going to bully me or you can make yourself more resilient. Yeah aware of the fact that there will always be people who are going to be stronger or bigger or superior and when you've learned to process that it's i do think it can be beneficial it does make you stronger in a sense just being able to know that you know what right this thing happened and yeah it was bad but i'm still here i'm fine and you might even think you're better off true yeah i i've never experienced boarding school but I remember I was in like, I remember that school I went from second grade to fifth grade. So somewhere around there, I think maybe third or fourth grade. I got into a physical fight with someone. I remember this guy, I don't know, I, I can't remember how it got started. But for me, I remember, yeah, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't taking any shit from that guy. But I think that was more like physical. It wasn't like, hey, he insulted me, so I'm going to beat him up kind of thing. But yeah, I think that was more like two people disagreeing. Like it wasn't bullying or anything. It was like, it would have been bullying if it was like one way. But I, like, yeah, I, <laughs> I got into it. You let your hand settle the argument? Yeah. Like at that point, I think both of us were like, we got to catch these hands so i think for me i at a young age i've I've had that experience so i can't really connect with your maybe your boarding school experience maybe i don't know if you've had an experience where you had to like get into a physical fight Uh, i mean i'm not even gonna try to count them but you do get that and i but i think that is a bit of a problem because like when you see this like especially in the usa right they've been you know how college students on campus they're like they want their safe spaces and everything and on many occasions you've had cases where a speaker comes along and they want to talk at the college and they're, they're giving an opinion that's not an accepted opinion by let's say the majority of the students they're these so-called social justice warriors that everyone seems to be against and those like the speaker comes along and they don't want that person to speak and they're trying to de-platform them or like not allow them to speak and if they still make their way onto campus i remember one time they say they attacked a professor who was supposed to give a talk and she was actually injured and they once threw stones at a car that was bringing a speaker to the school like those kind of things are becoming more frequent and you kind of feel like this is a problem of not being well adjusted to a difference of opinion and just not recognizing that okay sure if we don't agree then i don't have to force you to agree even though yes 
there are times where maybe you need to come to a conclusion you know that that conversation needs to be concluded somehow but when it's someone who's coming to give a talk about something i don't know ideological and you don't agree with what they're saying maybe attacking them is not always the best way of going about handling that situation yeah i mean i'm sure i completely agree with that i am quite sure it wasn't because of his opinion that we got into a fist fight but <laughs> it wasn't like no that's wrong like why did you say that <laughs> i'm sure that wasn't the reason there's probably something silly that that we got into a fight about i think we we made up afterwards and so it wasn't like such a big deal at that time so but yeah i've 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 seen university students like lock themselves into the building so that the speakers can't get in and the way they they were hassling one professor that was trying to get the students out of the way and the the police had to come to the campus like i mean yeah there's plenty of videos going around of university kids trying to stop productive debate basically and even i think you've seen jordan peterson's talks that were really interrupted i think one of them even raised the fire alarm so that people can just go out and so they can just interrupt oh my god the the talk that was happening and uh, yeah obviously fist fighting is not the answer to it probably shouldn't be the answer to anything unless it's I was gonna say unless it's somebody hitting you, but even then, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I would think that's also kind of snowflake behavior. Somebody hits you, and like, how dare you? Just how you have like you have to like kind of stand up for yourself. But yeah, the situation in colleges—it's kind of weird. But to be fair, I'm I'm just watching YouTube videos, so I I probably don't have the full picture. Probably yeah, but as far as the way it appears, it it just looks like these people who don't want to hear people saying things that they don't like or things that disagree with what they think. And there is a sense in which one could say that's healthy. Like I, I think there's been so much criticism of that dimension where you have these college students who say this should not be said this this should not even be a matter of discussion why are we trying to let's say explain this or justify this or give some kind of a reasoning behind it and i think i agree where that comes from in the sense that i remember um one guy saying he was pointing out something like he was saying today you know people don't joke about slavery and we don't really treat okay most people at least don't joke about slavery it's something that we say yes that was bad but you're not gonna hear someone say well, you know like maybe it was good for the slaves you know at least they were taken care of they were given food and no one would really joke about that because we'd accept that okay that was a very terrible thing to do you know keep people as slaves and you understand that not all let's say censorship is bad like it signifies some level of progress for society to get to the point where some issues like imagine a society where you know you can't even joke about i don't know what people joke about like racial issues or something it's not that we're saying we're censoring it you're not allowed to but where you just all collectively understand that okay this isn't really funny right that's kind of a dream where you say maybe those people who are trying to silence certain speakers were saying things that are that they don't want to hear but also that are just issues that maybe some people might think you know like this is not something we should still be debating about right when someone talks about something like you know gender equality you know pay gap between men and women or something someone might feel like look this is a real issue i don't see why we need to be debating about it because you know it's not like what's being said is not true that this is a problem but if someone is coming along saying 
you know maybe that is the way it should be or trying to give some kind of justification to say it's that way for a reason then i understand why people might not be happy about that yeah i guess people might not be happy about it but to get to a point where you have to shut it down without addressing it like would you rather just let the person stick to their ideology and go out acting on those ideologies or would you rather sit down and here's the way it is uh, I, this is what I believe and maybe you can change your mind too like when you're talking about it maybe you could yeah obviously yeah maybe you could bring the person to your side like instead of just letting him go out and act on his beliefs yeah they always say you can only win a war of ideas with ideas like you're really not gonna beat someone into submission into believing what you believe like you can beat them you can go around killing them or whatever but if they don't see why you believe what you believe then violence is unlikely to convince them yeah and those speakers they just go to another university and they just speak but then if you actually sat down and talked to them or actually changed their mind then they would be a force for for your cause like they would go to the university and speak on your behalf almost like your ideas will be propagated so i'm sure it's hard to convince people maybe they've already there made their minds they're unwilling to see things as you do maybe you both are missing a point i don't think there's like something that's yeah there are some things that are everybody can kind of see but if there's one person that's debating it either try to convince them or you see their ideas and maybe you might change your mind too who knows but i feel like the idea that people have is always this is what i believe why don't you believe it and i'm gonna try to convince you instead of saying like you know maybe i'm wrong let's talk about it instead of just shutting things down and be like no you're wrong like i'm right you're wrong don't talk shut up well I don't know how people can say that with so much confidence when they don't even have all the pic- like all the information like just like, you know just be humble you, you maybe you don't know everything in the world you don't have all the facts like just talk talk when you can and listen when you can yeah and I'd also say like you don't have to be offended right it's someone can show up saying something that you don't necessarily agree with and even if you think that holding that opinion is just it's really bad or why are they defending this you shouldn't be defending this or you shouldn't be trying to, you shouldn't be trying to justify this but i don't think getting offended or getting angry it's like yes on some level maybe getting angry does get things done you know it gets shit done but maybe it's not always the best well, especially when you find that these opinions are held by not very small percentages like not a very small percentage of the population like when you're talking about that talk with jordan peterson jordan peterson has a very big following there are a lot of people who listen to what he says and the problem is just that whole thing where it's like he's saying something and these people are kind of whistling and booing when he's talking and to his followers it's basically proof of what he's saying he's it's based it's just here this is exactly what i'm talking about these people cannot and it's like you need that um you need a healthy like if you're gonna have free speech and free exchange of ideas there has to be some level like people will get offended that's just the reality there will be some things that will be said that you might not like yeah that is true and maybe at some point we'll we'll get to a point where it's just free speech but only good things they make it seem like there's like this set of rules for the world like i know these rules like you know this is true this is true this is not true they 
they think it's it's all objective once they believe it they just think yeah this is right i have everything i need to know about all of this and this guy said so and that guy said so so i believe it and anybody who doesn't who says it's wrong is wrong themselves and i think even the thing that jordan peterson was talking about i think that might have really propelled his career on youtube and you know giving out lectures and talks was his stand against the bill that was going to be passed in canada the c16 where it was literally controlling free speech almost it was like they were forcing people to use a certain grammar like you like you can't say this you have to say this and it's like punishable by law so that to me was already obvious to me that maybe yeah maybe free speech might not be here to stay for the next two three generations after that it would be like yeah you can't say this you can't say that slowly you get fined you dish out some money for saying things then yeah who knows after a few more generations you go to jail for saying some things so yeah could be a slippery slope to be honest but i did hear something about that whole bill and they were saying that he the bill actually it's it talks about employment you're not supposed to deny a person a job because of their identity and like just offenses that are where you can show evidence of bias or prejudice or hating a person because of a group so they can't really it's just to stop discrimination you mean yeah it's because like from what he was saying right he was trying to say that um they're they're gonna make it seem like if you misuse pronouns that could be considered hate speech or something yeah because it was added as part of hate speech yeah but not using the proper pronouns or like gender identity thing was like yeah it was something something related to hate speech yeah yeah but it actually wasn't saying it was more like they were talking about they mentioned advocating um genocide or i don't think it was let's say if i call a guy like i mean someone who identifies as they i call them she by mistake and or if they requested and i refuse it wasn't saying that's gonna be a crime it was more about discriminating against that person like refusing to give them services or a job or something yeah and but i think when jordan was talking about it, it was more like he he was willing to use any pronouns for them but when they put it in the law and say let's say in the universities maybe somebody asks him to maybe he, yeah maybe he gets their pronouns wrong and he sticks with it they can basically say like he's bullying me or like discriminating me and there would be a reference to the to the law basically saying like this is like hate speech <laughs> or something like that yeah and because he actually had uh, a debate with this professor law professor from university of toronto and yeah she was actually saying that he because they're saying that the courts in canada they have actually really high threshold for what they consider to be hate speech like very high and they were saying that like using the wrong pronouns doesn't fall under that as he made it seem because yeah those on joe rogan's podcast especially that's when he was he really went into it and he said you know you talked about if they arrest me i'll go on hunger strike and everything i remember that oh jordan pearson said that yeah yeah oh that's crazy but from what i'm just looking up right now it does say that gender-based harassment can involve refusing to refer to a person by their self-identified name and proper personal pronoun yeah but i think what the lady was arguing was that that does not count as hate speech even in their courts 
it might be something where i don't know they might just like you might have like a disciplinary panel at the university where they'll say okay jordan why though like is it really that important like you i don't know if you saw the video with ben shapiro where he was trying to argue that this um transgender person i think he's a woman i'm not sure which gender he is but he actually used the correct term then he had to correct himself to use the wrong term and i'm like okay now you're just being childish like you're just being unnecessarily difficult yeah i agree i mean (laughs) ben shapiro can be like you said unnecessarily difficult and yeah i'm sure we're slowly getting into this rabbit hole but yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah i remember it was something that jordan peterson didn't agree with at all because it was it was dealing with your everyday language like you know like referring to someone he said this she said that or like and it was attributing that to harassment if you use the wrong if you're refusing to use the wrong pronoun because maybe yeah i guess not everybody shares that same opinion where somebody can just self-identify as just something else and for those people it would be like if i don't believe that and i don't want to say that then i'm like harassing somebody but yeah for me it just felt like a slippery slope because now it's kind of like getting into the nitty-gritty stuff of the language like you know pronouns like oh that's even a whole new experience for somebody like somebody who's just self-identifying i guess somebody misusing your pronouns is also something that's it's a new experience that i guess they wouldn't want for their children as well something like that maybe if you're enjoying this discussion Make sure that you join us in the second half of this episode as we conclude our deep dive into this interesting subject. You can always get in touch with us on social media and let us know what you think about the show. We're always happy to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next one.